Good morning. My name is Natalie. I'm the worship director here at St. Michael's. On, on behalf of all of us, I would like to thank you all again for coming. It's so wonderful to come together as people from different churches and just to celebrate this wonderful ministry. And at this time, I would like to introduce Pastor Pat, who will lead our morning devotional. I want to start by, uh, Dave's all someplace I will meet you today, and I've got this gift for you. Um, this is a St. Paul Saints Daryl Strawberry Bobblehead. It has been a traveling trophy with my wife and, my, um, and myself and another couple from the church who during the pandemic, when everybody was isolated, we would get together and we would uh, throw, do beanbag toss. And the winner took Daryl home with them, which is why we did this during the pandemic, which is why Daryl has the mask on, but I suppose we can take it off at this point in time. But Dave, we want to make sure you get this and take this home. There we go. Yeah. So... We'll give this to you later on. You know, last night as, as Dave was giving his talk, he, he mentioned, or in the, the video that, that he showed, talked about uh, Daryl Strawberry was turned down by, does anybody remember how many teams turned him down? 206. Do you know that when you were born, you were born with 270 bones in your body? But as you grow, that those bones start to fuse together, like your skull and things like that. When you reach adulthood, you have... 206 bones in your body. 206 bones, 206 teams. I think that symbolism is so beautiful that Daryl Strawberry was completely broken when he reached rock bottom. And yet there was a team of second chances. A team that even in the midst of your complete brokenness says you are loved, you are cared for, we will bring you in. It's so the same for each of us. This traveling trophy started during the pandemic. Dave mentioned in his talk about the, the mental health issues that happen. This last week, I read a, a series of um, opinion articles in the New York Times talking about the epidemic of loneliness. That loneliness has become an epidemic that is 15 times more, it's, it's, excuse me, not. It's more dangerous than smoking 15 cigarettes a day. It does more harm to your body than drinking six alcoholic drinks a day. And it's more unhealthy for you than being obese. It is causing heart attacks. It is causing strokes. Loneliness. Maybe God was right when he said it's not good for man to be alone. Today, we, we talk about grace under pressure. This idea that in the midst of the pressure of the life that we have, God continues to come and say, I love you. I'm a God of second and third and hundredth chances. To say you are loved beyond anything you could ever imagine. The truth in our world is that we are far worse as people than we like to even think about ourselves. And God is far greater and more grace-filled than we could ever possibly conceive. In one of those times in my life when things were difficult, I had a son that I'd prayed for for seven years that just to conceive and have him, 
We had finally given up and thought we would never have children. And then we found out we were pregnant, and I was already 40 by that time. And then he ended up coming 10 weeks premature. And the first words the doctor told us when we finally got down to the NICU where they had rushed him is if his bleeding in his brain doesn't stop, he'll die. And for the next four days, we kept getting told, if this doesn't happen, he's going to die. Not the most encouraging way of starting his life. And I kept coming back to this verse that I want to share with you. Because in the midst of our brokenness, in the midst of the pressure that has crushed us at times, there's this promise that we have somebody fighting on our behalf. This is from Zephaniah chapter 3. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. You know, we who are in the Midwest, the idea of emotions aren't really, you know, we're not the most emotive people in the world. And the idea that God rejoices over you is a hard thing. And, 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 you know, I kind of joke about it because I'm a converted Lutheran, but I go, you know, for, for, for Lutherans to, to, like, be excited means they say amen with a little bit more vo- tone in their voice, but never, like, excited. The idea that God rejoices over you with singing, it's kind of like, have you ever been to a game and the, and the team wins at the last, and you're like, yes, yes, yes! That's God for you. Can you be that child who hears in the midst of all the things that crush you, in the midst of all the things that make you feel like there is no hope? Remember that there is one who is with you, a God who loves you, a God who rejoices, is willing to make a fool of himself like I just did for you. And he has the power to bring healing to you. In this world, you are never alone. You have a God who loves you, who rejoices over you, and he will calm you with his love. And I pray that you experience that peace and the joy of knowing. And the other thing is as you look around, and even when you're out of here, Remember that the people that you come into contact with, even those who just irritate the heck out of you, God rejoices over them. And as we can join in that rejoicing, you will experience more and more healing from God's grace and his mercy. Mockingbird has these books out, and here's the shameless plug. These are really good. This is their mercy edition. And they have a bunch of prayers for mercy in the midst of things. And we're going to close with this prayer for comfort. Almighty and everlasting God, the comfort of the sad, the strength of those who suffer, hear the prayers of your children who cry out in any trouble. And to every distressed soul, grant mercy, relief, and refreshment. Amen.